0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Breeze Nation, what is good? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. We have a jam-packed late-night show for you because Chicago Bears joint practice went a little bit later, so... Got to talk about what we saw from the Bears in this joint practice, how they're going to be able to build. The offense sounded like it did pretty good. couple of mishaps from Justin Fields in 11-on-11, 11 11, but seems like the Colts might have been getting after our guy, dropping some hits on him. I don't know if I like that, so we'll talk about that. Also got to get into uh, what the defense looked like. Uh, uh, sounds like Eddie Jackson had himself a day, and then, I mean, listen – Laying the boom, but did get a little banged up. Just did the Chicago Bears podcast with Jason McKee. So I've got a little bit of insight that on-the-field look. Uh, also talk about some concerns that we might have. Guess what? Tremaine Edmonds, still not a go. Chase Claypool, still not a go. Are we getting concerned by those? But Bayless Jones did have a bounce back. All that and more in today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. New New Johnson already in the chat. He's lit. Drop a bird down in the chat, man. Hit that like button. So let's get into the show. We got a lot to get to today, man. So I'm ready. I'm already excited. I'm already hype about this, right? Because to me... Right, This is where you're going to get your most from your teams. This is where you're going to get to see the most from your first team in the preseason reps because teams aren't going to put their players in harm's way. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to put Justin Fields out there for a full half in a week two of preseason game. You might get them into the second quarter. I don't think you're going to get them for a full two quarters. So you might as well, right? Like you, you're going to get your most that you're going to see from preseason here. And it sounds like we saw a lot Uh, starting things off here. Uh, Just looking at some of the injury news, uh, not participating in this, Jaquan Brisker did not go. Chase Claypool, Tremaine Edmonds, Lucas Patrick, Tristan Ebner, Josh Blackwell, Demarcus Gates. Also just heard from Jason McKee, who was down there for ESPN with us. Noah Sewell did leave with an injury that was undisclosed. So a little bit of concern there. Demarcus Walker was back though at camp, which is good to hear. Terrell Smith was back as well in pads. And then Nate Davis also in pads. But J-Max said that he didn't know uh, what kind of work that he was out there getting in? He didn't see him doing a ton, which is still concerning, especially after the comments that we just heard from Nate Davis. What th- three, four days ago? You know what I mean? Like there's there's still some concern there. B-Dog in the chat was good, Baki in the chat. What's good? Man Roy in the chat, co in the chat, Chris Raquel in the chat, Andrew White in the chat. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Um it started off here, guys. The the offense, uh, according to J-Mac and a lot of the stuff that we saw on Twitter, the Bears offense cooked. The the, the one-on-one Justin Fields connection with DJ Moore is still dominant. They, Justin Fields was able to find DJ Moore down the sideline. Uh, he was able to find Bayless Jones down the sideline as well for a deep pass. Sounded like this Bears offense was really able to get themselves out there. Justin Fields did throw two interceptions, but it seems like those interceptions were paired with one of them at least, right? One of them, J-Mac said, seemed like Justin kind of got to his read a little Slow. DB made a nice call on it. Boom, gets hit. Bad pass by Justin Fields. And you want to cut down on those turnovers in camp as a whole. But if you're going to have a guy make these issues right, I'd rather have it in a joint practice versus in the real game. Um, but the the part that stands out is on the second one, sounds like Justin Fields actually took a shot while he was throwing that ball and it ends up getting intercepted. So I don't like to hear that. I'd like to see this be a little bit more locked down. I'd like to make sure that my quarterback's not getting hit. A scrum did come into play, you know what I mean, Uh, where at the end of it, right, like they're they're running together and they're like, nah, bro, we're not doing this. Uh, You're not going to be hitting our quarterback all night. It is what it is, right? Like, if y'all want the smoke, we can bring the smoke. So it was good to hear that. The one thing is good to hear is that the team is rallying, but outside of those two plays, right, Bears seemed like they came out pretty well seven on seven drills started with a check down to mooney completed check down across the to Tunyon. took a long time to develop it was probably the third or fourth read i believe this is from braggs that tweeted this out uh curl route to dante pettis over the middle slant route to saint brown quick out to the right the cold commit ball came out barry Quickly, So it's good to hear those things as well, right? It's good to hear that Justin's going through his reads. He's breaking down the game. He's got options to go to when you're getting to your third or fourth read. That means you got options to go to. And it sounds like this Bears offense came out and was actually showing out against this Colts defense young DBs on that team. There's a lot to still be desired with that Colts defense, but It's good to hear that at a minimum, this Bears offense comes out and is showing us the same things that we've seen the entire time versus the Chicago Bears. This practice doesn't sound like it was too different from what we've seen at practice versus our own defense, which is good, right? Because it means that your defense is playing uh, um, pretty well, and we're seeing, right, those those younger DBs kind of coming to their own still. We got a couple of young DBs on our side as well. Remember that, and Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, Terrell Smith, right? Seeing those guys coming to their own, and then on top of that, now you go out versus somebody that's actually trying to hit you and is hitting you. Can we stop hitting my quarterback, like I just said? But who is hitting you, who is going out there and, and making plays, uh, and you're still seeing Justin fields be able to do the same thing. And it sounds like the theme of this was, yak and for all of you morons who were out there coming oh in justin fields air yards so, though but what about his area i swear some of y'all learn words i'm not talking about bears fans. i'm just talking about Fans of teams in general. Some of y'all learn words and y'all just got to use them. I hate that so much. What are you using certain words for? You don't even his air yards. But what was his area? Did he score two touchdowns or not? The hates getting out. We gotta talk about that as well. I'm gonna I'm keep that. I'm gonna keep that for for later in the show. But the hates getting out of hand here for Justin Fields. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, but for me, right when when I'm sitting here looking at uh, um, what this offense comes out and does versus the Colts. Listen, I like to see that in this game, we're still seeing those strides take place. We're still seeing DJ Moore be able to go out and cook. One thing that also stood out in all of this is that Darnell Mooney looked like he was cooking as well. Seems like the connection between him. I asked J-Mac this uh, on today's episode of Chicago Bears podcast, which I believe should be coming out uh, later tonight. So stay on the lookout for that. Um, we had to cut it a little bit short because the internet down there is what you would expect from internet in Indianapolis. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I wasn't that surprised. I wasn't really planning on it being this great stream connection, but uh struggled a little bit. So um, you know but, but I asked him about Darnell Mooney and how his connection with Justin Fields has grown and what he said is you know you, Darnell Mooney's a guy that's going to fight through the injury he's overcome this injury he's running out there at full speed now he's able to come down with this ball he made a couple of nice route runs today and you're starting to see that connection build back up especially with Chase Claypool still not being out there Levante was good man uh, especially with Chase Claypool still not being out there so you know when, you, when you're sitting there and you're starting to see that, okay, if Chase Claypool goes out, Darnell Mooney still can step up. That connection is still there. Makes you feel a lot more confident. And the fact that we're going deeper. This is the one thing that I talked about on, the, on that episode that I want to bring here. We're starting to see that there is true depth on the Chicago Bears team. Um, and I think that that's very major. When you start to see that there's true depth on your team, right, I'm going to the fourth, fifth, sixth guy. Now it sounds like, you know, uh, in Simba Walker making plays, uh, Darius Fontaine making plays. And it's not to say that these guys are going to make the team. But to me, what that says is I've got a quarterback that is going to put the ball in the right place and is making the right plays and which is allowing your players to be able to play better. Right now, it sounds like Justin Fields is starting to bring guys along that are in camp with him. And that is what I really take away from that because we get to the fourth, fifth, sixth. It's the NFL season. You never know. We could have a game where we start at week 12 where our starting receivers aren't out there because they're banged up right? This is football. It is a collision sport. It is not a contact sport. Basketball is a contact sport. This is a collision sport. There's a car accident on every play. People get banged up, and so do you have a quarterback that's still going to be able to go out there and make plays from the pocket? We know that Justin can make those plays with his feet, but it's good to hear that he's still able to go out there and make plays from the pocket, and and I, I love what we're hearing from this offense overall. Sounds like Bayless Jones, somebody who a lot of people have been upset about, right? I'm not sitting here telling you you shouldn't be. He shouldn't be fumbling in games. But it sounds like Bayless Jones is continuing to cook in these joint practices, was able to go out there and get a couple of deep balls. J-Mac said that he really did a good job of getting himself open. He says when he gets the ball in his hand, you can see the weapon that Ryan Poles believes him to be. Uh, he had two deep balls that he caught, one from P.J. Walker, one from Justin Fields. And so to me, like I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm excited to hear that because – that tells me that now we're in a position where, uh, um, or or Bayless Jones is trying to put himself in a position where he can bounce back from mistakes. He can bounce back from the struggles. He can bounce back from bad games. I do want to hear that. Now can you do it in the game though? Again I still think he's behind the eight ball. I still think you got to show me a ton. I still think that you have to go out there and prove to me that you're going to be able to do this versus a defense that's actually scheming for you or setting up. Hey listen it's all vanilla. It's preseason. It's not like these guys are out here doing major scheme and all of that but what you do like to hear is that Bayless didn't let this affect him going into practice. He's out there having a good practice versus a Colts defense that he's going to see on the field. So I I, I want the best. I know it sounds like I hate uh, 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 on Bayless all the time, but I really do. I love when players prove me wrong. Y'all know what I said about Patrick Williams and how I feel about him as a pick. I'd have rather had about three, four other guys that that are sitting behind him right now. But at the end of the day, I come into every season going, Pat, will prove me wrong. Shut me up. There's probably a million posts on Mr. Biscay saying, please prove me wrong. I say this every week about guys and I'm saying this about Bayless Jones. I want to see Bayless prove me wrong wrong go out there and make a play go out there and be dominant that's what i want to see from this team hey man that's uh that's kind of an overview i want to get into some of the deeper things that we saw uh and break it down also want to hear from you guys this is a solo episode y'all know most solo episodes i rely on you guys questions and comments If you guys super chat in all funds are appreciated we do appreciate you guys for showing love to the channel as always, man, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page if you has not have not done so. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel, only channel to talk Chicago sports. How Chicago talk? Only reason we're going this late is because um, of the late practice, right? Like, I didn't want to sit here. I could have sat here and posted a video at like three o'clock in the afternoon and be like, "We'll talk about this tomorrow." But I, it, it's better if I hit on it right now. Let's have a let's have a conversation. Let's get into it, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Um. here's the one place that I do want to start, though. Here's the one place I do want to start. And I'm glad that Justin Fields had what I think we could call a pretty good showing. A couple of picks still in there. You can't take the interceptions away. I He does need to improve on the interceptions because at the end of the day, listen, you, you have an interception, a game that's 17 interceptions. That's not good, right? And it's not what I want to see him do. Now, listen, if you go like, 45 and 17, all right, that's very different. But an interception, a game, push you behind the eight ball. It's not what I want to see for Justin Fields. And I think he has the weaponry to be a lot more efficient quarterback right now. But we have to I, – I love that he had this day because, to me, the Justin Fields hate has absolutely gotten out of hand. Like, this is actual hate now. You know what, I, you know when you give a breakdown, when you give a you know, an analysis of a guy, right? Like, oh, I I think that this is this and this is what. But like what I saw after Saturday's game is pure hate because you hated on this man for going out there and being able to put up two touchdowns in a when he has weapons on the field by passing the football. Oh my god, he didn't have enough air yards. I can't believe that we didn't get to see more air yards yards out of him, right? You got 129 yards out of him, two touchdowns on the day, no interceptions, only three passes. I get it. Only three passes. But you have a weapon right here in DJ Moore that has an ability to catch the ball and take off. And we're going to criticize Justin Fields for utilizing that weapon. We're going to criticize you. This is all I keep hearing all, all over Twitter. It's the air yards. He didn't throw anything. He threw it behind the line of scrimmage. What was your complaint last season? Oh, my God. He didn't have anyone to throw to, so he used his legs. What are y'all crying about? At this point, you're literally just upset that the Chicago Bears might have an actual quarterback. You're literally, if you know what it feels like? It feels like they're scared of what we are going to become if we finally get a quarterback. Think about how rabid we've been. Think about how rabid we've been with a defense and a running game. And now you're going to give us a quarterback? Right? Like that's the part that I'm sitting here. I'm like, y'all really just hating to hate. And I keep seeing it. And so for me, right, I love that Justin Fields comes out and has the day like he has the day because, to me, it goes to show you, boom, versus other defenses. You know what he's doing? He's still hitting the passes over the middle. He's still hitting Robert Tunyon. He's still hitting DJ Moore. He's still hitting Chase Claypool – oh, not Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. Uh, He's still hitting these guys. When Chase Claypool comes back, he's still going to be able to hit him over the middle. And And – yeah, listen. There's going to be things that we're gonna nitpick. There's going to be things that we're going to take away. As Bears fans, y'all know how we do. We look into something. We be like, "Hey, man, I don't know about that. I don't like that. I don't like how this went. I don't like how how uh, uh, um you know the ball placement on it's like th- there there was one deep ball that he threw in practice a couple uh, last week two weeks ago. No, last week. Um, and it, it Tyler Scott breaks open. He's wide open. Throws the deep ball. Tyler Scott had to slow down. He threw the ball 60 yards. You know what my criticism was? Underthrew him a little bit. (laughs) He put up a 60-yard pass. Hey, underthrew him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where you're going to nitpick because that's what we do when we watch our teams closely. But my God. It is one of those things at this point where the national media has nothing else to say. They don't know what he's going to be. And all they can do is go, but he only won three games last year. Well, how about we look at scenario? How about we look at what Justin Fields' position has been? How about we look at and see the fact that, right, he had the third highest QBR after week seven. That he had uh, uh, an offense that was putting up 25 plus points a game after week. Seven, And he was the one that was putting all that up. And his best wide receiver on the team was Equinamia St. Brown context matters. Let's have that conversation. How about we open our minds to the fact that two things can be true. The Chicago Bears were a bad football team and Justin Fields improved. I swear to Lord that there's so many people that just don't believe that this can be true and this can be true at the same time because if both of these things are true, that means that everything I've said in my history means I'm a moron. Like, it it blows my mind how often two things can't be true. Blows my mind. And so for me, right, like I'm looking at this scenario now where Justin Fields is starting to take these strides, and I love that we're seeing this versus the uh, 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 Indianapolis Colts. Now, granted, listen, the Colts defense didn't start to force Buckner. He wasn't in pads today. Still leaves a lot, a lot to be desired. I wasn't out there putting my eyes on it myself to see how the first team offense is. I'm also, you know, just talking to the people that we have that are down there And uh, uh, are reporting on what we saw and and the different things that we can take away from the game. But at the end of the day, you're seeing a quarterback grow before our very eyes, and the national media can't stand it. And it's not just the national media. There's some people around Justin Fee, around Chicago, that are just like, I just, I don't believe it. I don't believe it when I see it. And I'm fine with the I believe it when I see it. But my, I still hold the same question. What are you waiting to see? Because all I'm waiting to see at this point, I don't have questions on what Justin Fields can do. You, you want to know what I saw Saturday that told me everything I know and what I'm seeing in these joint practices that's telling me everything I need to know? And hit that like button if you agree. Justin Fields is throwing the short routes, and the short routes now have weapons that can turn those short routes into uh, 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 plays that go for 10, 15 yards. You want to know what I knew Justin Fields can do? He can throw a deep ball. He could do it at Ohio State. He did it last season. He can do it this season. And now he's got weapons that can get to the deep ball. So my question was, what are you going to do with the intermediate? What about the short game? What about the underneath? All we've seen, all training camp, Chase Claypool when he was healthy, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, the little bit that he got in. Underneath, check down plays, safety blanket. That play that you end up seeing to Khalil Herbert where Justin ends up rolling out left and throws the ball to Herbert, and the play ends up breaking down. Boom. Short stuff underneath. Play goes for, for, uh, 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 what was it? What was Herbert's? Herbert's was 45 yards or 50 yards, I believe, something like that, where it ends in a touchdown. My question was the underneath plays because the underneath plays set up the deep play because all of a sudden now the defense says, crap, they keep killing us with these underneath throws. We got to play up. And you know what they're going to do at the beginning of the season? They're going to play up because they're scared of Justin Fields running. That opens up the game for you to go down the field. And I know that DJ Moore, there's not a DB that's going to be able to cover DJ Moore one-on-one. You're going to have to bring the safety help over the top. And that opens up things for everyone else on the rest of the field. The hate on Justin Fields at this point is just to be hateful. There's a line. There's a line. There's criticism of the game, and there's hate. Your criticism of his game last season was he's not. Now, Shady McCoy is different, right? Shady McCoy is a different kind of hate because Shady McCoy, even last season, said, if I'm Justin Fields' wide receivers, I'm upset with him because he's the reason that we're not getting the ball, even though that we saw a bunch of different times where the football went straight through receivers' hands or the receiver cost us a game. But, you know, the truth, who needs any of that, right? Uh, but for me, when I look at... You know, what we saw from or or at least when when I hear Shady McCoy's point, right, like he can kind of still stand on his because he said Justin Fields was the problem with his wide receivers, not the wide receivers with a problem with Justin Fields. And so he's going to come into this season and say, I still need to see if Justin Fields is the problem or if the wide receivers are the problem. So at least Shady and I know Muzz like the Shady loves to hate on the Bears. I know that Shady like he wishes for the failure of of most players, uh, and he likes to be very clickbaity. And I think they're literally paying him to be uh, the guy that's just out there being very vocal and and you know yelling and you know like the whole Dak is at all of that right, like all of that yeah. So it is what it is. But to me, outside of that moronic point to me i look at justin fields haters at this point and say you're just hating because you really don't like something personally about him and you need to figure out what that is or you don't like something personally about the fans one or the other let me know what it is in the comments below hit that like button subscribe to the page diastrada says shady likes to be the bad guy i do think that as well Uh, Lamont says Shady's just slow. Shady's a moron. A lot of Shady slander up in here. Uh, Sports from the said he was weak in the lead. Now, hold on now. Hold on. Listen, we can hate on him for sports takes. Shady McCoy was a dog. Shady McCoy had his day. He fell off like every running back falls off, but Shady McCoy was a dog. He had his day in the game, man, so I'm not going to slander Shady on that part. Hey, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We appreciate you guys for showing love. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel to talk Chicago sports, How Chicago Talk. Monday through Friday, we do a daily show. Normally, it's between the hours of about 5 to six or six to seven um but today wanted to go a little bit later because i wanted to be able to do a live reaction of what we saw at joint practice and talk about some of our takeaways from that uh, titans game and heading in to this colts game um let's let's jump into this topic here and here's my question to the chat and i want to get you guys feedback on this let me know how you guys feel i'll react to some of the comments as well where's your level of confidence in your starting running back and who is it because for me based on what i'm hearing out of the joint practice what i saw in the game on saturday what we've heard from ryan poles the entire time i absolutely believe that we are heading towards Roshon Johnson being our starting running back by week one. I 100% believe it. I think that the Bears want to get Roshan in there as soon as possible. We saw him get the most carries on set, and I get it. Granted, he's the rookie, right? He's the guy you're going to give the most carries to. But Deontay Foreman didn't have a great showing when he was out there. Khalil Herbert had the big play running the football. Eh, it was okay. Had the nice pitch pass to the side. Um, but to me, I think that Roshan Johnson is starting to get these looks getting a little bit of run with the first team offense as well today. Um, but I think that he's starting to get these looks and you're starting to see him be able to go out there and look to attack. And now he's getting his confidence in this offense. I think that Roshan Johnson could be the Chicago Bears starting running back by the time we get to the start of the season. Also based on the fact that he actually can stand in there and pass block a little bit if you need him to. Um, So I I, I also think there's that. Um, Justice says, I say Rojo. Uh, B. Bill says Herbert, 10 out of 10. Uh, Who else we got? Who else we got up in there? Jonathan Perry saying trade for me. That could be an interesting Uh, um, scenario that plays out. Is there going to be a trade of Deontay Foreman? Because he is, listen, are you going to carry three running backs into the season that are all, that you're trying to get more out of the one that's behind the other two? Realistically, Roshon Johnson is behind Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert. But it sounds like you want to get more out of Roshon Johnson heading into the season. What does that mean you're going to do with Deontay Foreman? Are you going to waste a year of him? Are you going to trade him? I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility to see this Bears team go out there and do. But I do like the fact that we're actually getting an opportunity to see Roshon Johnson start to gain his uh, his stripes in this league. The one thing that does excite me and, and tells me that he's confident in his game is the fact that uh, they said that uh, J Mac, when I asked him about, you know, kind of whether the running back room is he talked about how the Colts defense was chirping at him Colts defense was giving it to him he ran past them they're chirping at him a ton Roshan gets the ball on the next play uh, I think he said he 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 went out left cuts back right gets hit ends up getting about 15 yards he jumps up looking at the Colts sideline he's chirping right back at him Roshan Johnson to me is somebody who this Bears team Ryan Pohl said this believes he's going to be a pillar of this team, not of this year, of this team, believes he's going to be a pillar of this team. And so to me, that's somebody who I get excited for uh, that I look at and I think could be a a number one guy. I think you also have to take the pass blocking into account. We didn't get to see a ton from Khalil Herbert in the pass blocking game, but from what I've seen from him at training camp, it hasn't been pretty. It just hasn't. And and that's the bottom line. I've, I've watched him at training camp multiple times and every time I just go, man, we didn't need that. <laughs> like, 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 it's, it's, I, I swear, it's, there's multiple plays where he does this, right? It's, it's I, I'm a, I'm a be, I'm a be, I'm a be Khalil Herbert. Said, huh? Shoot, nigga. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, that's my bad. That's my bad coach. That's my bad coach. That's my bad coach. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, you know what I mean? Like, I like what Khalil Herbert brings from a speed aspect. Here's the other thing that I think changes it as well, right? The things that we saw Roshan Johnson be able to do up the middle. I think that fits more Deontay Foreman's game. But if Khalil Herbert's your number one back, you're going to have to hand the football off to him and he's going to have to be able to take it up the middle. Is that is that a strength of his? I don't think it is. Right now, listen, the run blocking, if they're opening up holes and and, the, and you're pushing people through, it doesn't matter if it's a strength of his. People are going to be able to get through. Right. And so Khalil Herbert in that situation. Yes, I do want Khalil Herbert there. But when you want to see guys. Open up holes or find the hole or be able to do something when the hole's not there or be able to follow the block, like I feel like I'm leaning towards more of a Deontay form, and I'm leaning towards more of a Roshan Johnson in that situation. And if I'm leaning that way, like Roshan to me is a combination of what, or could be a combination of what Khalil and Deontay do to me. He's a combination of what Khalil and Deontay do. So if I've got that already. Wouldn't I want that to be my number one heading into the season? And then I can spot pick, hey, Khalil Herbert, we need a speed guy on this play, Herbertson, or we need a guy that's going to be able to just knock people out, Deontay Foreman. And remember, Deontay Foreman, I think he's 6'1, 6'2, something like that. He's a big boy. He's not small either. So I, I think that there's still that. Yeah, I mean, like there's still that dynamic that could come into play. And I think the Bears might utilize that heading into this season. I think by week one, we could be talking about Khalil Herbert. Um, what he said, <laughs> sports from the trenches. Did you see him in the game straight miss a block? I mean, listen, he's not great. He's not great. D- DM Dimitri said, the greatest light-skinned podcaster around. I'm mixed. It's different. Me and Barack Obama are the same technically. Um, what did what did Chris Rikal? Christian Cow said Justin's one, uh uh Foreman two. Justin first, foreman fourth, huh? Herbert. Oh, 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 you're talking about the the rush offense. I thought you were talking about the running game. Justin first, foreman fourth, Herbert fifth. We're all top five rushers in percentage of yards, uh over expected according to next gen stats. Yes, okay. Um but no it, it, it's it agreed right and and so i think that the bears here's the thing i think people think right that this bears team coming into this season is just going to be drop back and throw it drop back and throw it drop back and throw it no we were the best run offense in the nfl last season they're still going to run the football They're still going to utilize Justin Fields' legs. They're still going to utilize Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson. They're still going to utilize, if Bayless Jones makes the team, Bayless Jones in the backfield, Chase Claypool in the backfield. They're going to utilize the speed they have on this team and run blocking. That's not going to change. And so you're just trying to add on to that with more passes. And I think that that's where you're going to see this team grow more. Uh, Coach T in the building. What's good, Coach T? Ron said, Bear Dine. Shout out to Ron out there. Uh, Carlton said, Pat, you can't take anyone serious who works at Fox. Yeah. V um, Dog, yo, Pat, thoughts on former Bear Tom Thayer on being the number one back? Because he said he's hearing Roshan will be the primary back, not just because of his strong run style, but his ability to be a wide receiver also. That's the other thing. I, I agree with my teammate, man. Thayer that's so crazy to say to me and Thayer are teammates. That's so cool to me. I agree. I think that Roshan, Roshan's a three-down back. Roshan's an all-around back. Roshan, you can ask him to do anything. I think that he could be a Matt Forte type of player. I'm really high on what he can be coming into this league. Because to me, right, like he's a player who – He's got the size. He's got the speed. Yes, he doesn't have right Bijan Robinson speed, but that's okay. Is he fast enough to get away? Is he strong enough to make a move? Is he strong enough to go through the guys that are standing in front of him? I think we could be coming into this season talking about both of those guys being really dominant backs, and Khalil Herbert. Uh, uh, and it's not to say Khalil Herbert doesn't have a place on this team. I believe he does. I believe that Deontay Foreman has a place on this team. But when you're going in, game in and game out, and you want to have that one guy, that you can count on to do anything on this play, and that teams just can't say, you know what, Khalil Herbert's in the game right now. They're probably going to use him to the outside. He's going to dominate on the outside zone run. Or Deontay Foreman's in the game. They're probably running this one up the middle. Let's prep for that. You can't do that with Roshan Johnson. Roshan can take it to the outside. Roshan can take it up the middle. Roshan can catch the ball in the middle of the field. So I think it's going to open up a ton of options for the Chicago Bears team. And that's what the Bears are going to want. I am expecting to see Roshan Johnson as our week one starter. I really am. And and I'd be surprised. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, right? Like, Matt Eberflus doesn't have to do it. He, he can do what he wants with it. And he, he will. So maybe Khalil Herbert's his guy. He's going to give the veteran uh, in Herbert and Deontay for me the opportunity to be the number one. But if it were me, what I see the skill set that Roshan has, I'm more inclined to lean that way. Um, some other nuggets before we get up out of here, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking. What is the two things that I do want to get into? Um, kind of a final close it out topic. Well, Eddie Jackson did get banged up today. Uh, ended up you know, laying a big hit and uh uh, um or i'm sorry he ended up getting an interception on anthony richardson who i heard was pretty good today i'm not gonna lie i heard he was up and down. i'm not gonna say pretty good i heard he was up and down but i heard that moving with his legs he was giving the defense fits uh j-max said that he is an athlete a pure god athlete somebody who can just go out there and he's he's 6'5 250 uh and he I I really see, and this is a weird comparison because we have got Justin Fields here. I really see him, I compare Justin Fields' situation to what Josh Allen did. I think that Anthony Richardson might be the next Josh Allen. Where if you put the right talent around him, offensive line, get him the receivers that he needs, he's got Michael Pittman there, but Michael Pittman, you know, struggled to stay healthy over his career. Um, but man dog, like I I think he might be somebody that's a dog out there, but ends up getting picked off by Eddie Jackson. Uh, Eddie Jackson also laid a big hit later on Pittman. But from that hit, Eddie Jackson got a little bit dinged up. Uh, No report on whether he's going to be out long term. Uh, Seemed like he did. He didn't leave the sideline. So he just went to the sideline, walked with the trainer, all of that. Right. And, um, you know, was able to get uh, 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 basically stay on the sideline and, and, finished watching. I think it was the last few plays of practice, pretty much. Um, But something to keep an eye on there. And another injury, yet again, like I said at the top of this, no Chase, Claypool, no Tremaine, Edmonds, no Jaquan Brisker. Are you to the point yet where you're getting concerned by the injuries? I've said this early on. Nate Davis was in pass today, so Nate Davis is back out there. But you're missing precious continuity. I said this early. I am concerned when guys aren't out there and everybody just keeps going, they played football before, they know how that goes. Guess what? That doesn't always work. You want to know the five guys that stood in front of Joe Burrow last season played football before. It still took them seven weeks to be able to get in and acclimate it, right? Like we see this all the time. We act like, oh my God, you're you're overreacting, Pat. Like these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing out there. That doesn't mean that you're ready to go when you come back. And I'm starting. I'm not concerned about them not playing week one because it doesn't sound like Matt Eberflus is concerned. Right? Like, I'm not concerned about them not playing week one. I think that most of them will be out there week one. The question is, will they be ready for week one? That's my question. Will these guys be ready for week one? Tremaine Edmonds has now, he's missed the joint practice. He missed the game, missed multiple practices before that. Jaquan Brisker, he's been out, I believe... Uh, I don't think he practiced at all last week. I can't remember. Maybe he practiced early in that week. But I don't think he practiced at all last week. Misses the game. Now missing this first joint practice. Same thing for Claypool. And for Claypool, right, Claypool's was a hamstring. And I know that everybody is – is. I want you all to remember this. Claypool's was a hamstring. Bayless Jones went out with a hamstring. We didn't see Bayless Jones most of last season because of a hamstring. It's not like, oh, it's just a hamstring. Like, if a hamstring is tight, you're done. And you receiver. It's all based on, can I get off the line? How explosive am I? How am I going to be able to attack this route? How am I going to be able to break on this route? Like, it, it, it's a hamstring isn't just like, oh, it's a hamstring. It's like, no, it's a hamstring. Like, this is concerning. There might be an issue here. And so for me, that's the one that I think that I am looking at uh, where I have a little bit more Uh, 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 of a concern. Probably Claypool the most concerning out of all of them. But right, Tremaine Edmonds, not out there. You're getting to see Jack Sanborn go out there and be able to play now with Noah Sewell, who also went out a little bit banged up today. But that's not the lineup I want to see. I want to see Edmonds. I want to see Sanborn. I want to see Edwards. Those are the three. That's where I want to start our season off at. And so we'll see kind of what that is. Let me know your concern level on that. Trayvon says, if Claypool isn't out there, will Fields trust him to get him the ball? Wasn't that the problem last year? Fields didn't get the ball to receivers. He wasn't in training camp. Well, that was an issue. But I think that J- Justin and Chase have been in training camp enough, and they've worked a ton in the offseason as well together. Um, so I I, th- I don't think that'll be an issue for Chase heading into this season. But... Uh, uh, um. I, I think that, you know, for the most part, it's it's one of those things that you're you're still you realize that he's not going to be your number one. And you knew that coming into this season. Last season, it was a little bit different because he, when he showed up here, you wanted him to be your number one this year coming into this season. You know, he's not your number one. So you feel a little bit better about it. Right. Um, let's see. Let's see who else we got in the comments. Man, I appreciate you all for tuning in the show and show love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Uh, who to believe other bears podcasts say the offense was blah. I can only go off of, so I'm not down. I can only go off of the Intel that I'm getting from my guys who are down there. I've heard that the offense looked good in the 11 on 11s. I did hear that the offense was just okay to, to finish it off. It did end in neither offense being able to get into the end zone. Uh, But sometimes that happens, right? Like, it's not like the Bears are going to score a touchdown on every drive. That would be amazing. All of a sudden, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't expect that coming into this season. So it sounded like, you know, in the 11-on-11s, it was a little bit up and down, and some of those same things were happening. But – you know, I, and and this is why – this is the only thing why you want to see more because we keep hearing, you know, the offense didn't do enough in this situation in practice, or they did great in this situation but not in this situation. When you get into a game, though, right, the first three plays, we talk about three plays that go for go the distance. Uh, two of them go for a touchdown, but three plays that, that turn into some really nice yardage. So you really want to see what, the, what it ends up being. A lot of people are looking closely at the 11 on 11. I think you're still in a situation where – Uh, Now you're game planning a little bit more, but you're still doing vanilla stuff. You're not diving into this playbook and we can come out with positives out of this. We haven't been able to do that for years. (laughs) We haven't been able to do that for years, guys. And so that's the part that I'm just, I leave this smiling because if I can come out of it with positives from from the uh, uh, um, training camps that we've had in the past where literally we just go, I mean, they played football today. I don't know what that was, but they played. I'm good with that because I know that you're not implementing everything out there. Uh, Cubs walked it off. I guess the Cubs end up beating the Sox. That's tough, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all, and, and not to switch topics to baseball, but when sports stop caring about rivalries, that's when I kind of just be like, oh, okay. Because I swear, MLB was like, y'all going to get 40s a year. It is what it is. Uh, L.A. says, are you going to be at ESPN football event at the Hard Rock Casino, August 27th, Big Dog? Yes, sir. I will be there. Um, I am going to be there in probably probably later because I, I do still have to go to uh, the hall in the morning. Uh, So I'll probably be there later on in the afternoon. I think things crack off down there like 9 o'clock. I got to see when everything starts, but I will be down there as well. So tune in with us on that um and yeah man like i i'm i'm excited for this season i'm excited for what we got going on at espn uh i am hosting the post post game show so i need y'all to support that right i'm trying to make things look good over there for the bosses at espn so if they know that our audience here at the breeze is migrating over there to the post post game show on espn then that's gonna be great they got a call in line open there so you can literally call in i mean like it's it's dope bro it's dope it's dope so it's cool to see the this process be able to play out so I will be there as well stay tuned in with us on that um to finish this off what we got it's 9 40. throw me your bear, your Bears questions from today um I'll give y'all about 10 minutes on that and we'll close out the podcast with that shoot us your best Bears questions uh, that you have about this team coming up in this season, man. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Uh, what, did, what did Nunu say? He said, Question pack, can you send me a pair of those swaggy frames, gang? <laughs> hey, man. This is Zenny Optical, my guy. Zenny Optical got these, man. Zenny Optical got these. Uh, how's Badgett looking? I didn't hear much about Badgett today, but Badgett looks good to me. And I think that that's a concern of someone that. Listen, PJ. The, the one thing that I will say, PJ Walker looked bad. Yet again, PJ Walker looked bad. That is the one thing that we got out of today. Very up and down. Kind of got himself back in the at the end with those drills. But PJ Walker looked bad, and so for me, that is that's something that I look at and I say that 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 could be trouble. Um, and Tyler Badgett looks good in that preseason game when the lights came on. So. You know, that, that's that's one where don't just say that – don't say that P.J.'s just got it. I thought P.J. had it. I thought P.J. was going to play better. I thought a lot of things about P.J. P.J.'s had a terrible training camp, a terrible training camp. And Tyler Badgett could be able to go out there and, uh, 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 um, you know, earn himself a spot on his team that we didn't think that he had uh how does how does number how does number 11 been looking gt extra we got to work on the english i'm assuming you're asking how has how did darnell mooney look darnell mooney looked good today I do know when he looked good today. DM Trek, are you concerned about Nate Davis in the – uh, uh, or Demetric? I don't know why I keep saying DM Trek. Demetric, are you concerned about Nate Davis and the investment or is Carter the future for what you've seen at right guard? I don't know if Jatire Carter is your future. I would love to see them grow. I'd love to see him and Doug Kramer both get an opportunity to take that next step and to be able to go out there and continue to dominate. But I don't think that that's who you want in there. Nate Davis is – I'm concerned right? I'm concerned. He he was out there in pads today, but at a minimum, I'm concerned because to me, I look at Nate Davis and and the concern about him coming out of uh, 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 Tennessee was he didn't like to practice. Now, listen, if you don't like to practice, but you show up in the game and 100% of the time you go out there and you do your job and I I ain't going to say nothing, right? Me and J-Mac talked about that today on the Chicago Bears pod. He said, we're talking about practice, practice, practice. We're talking about practice right like that realistically if that's what it is fine let's do it but to me when i look at nate davis what he said in his press conference And J Mac just attributed to the coaches told him to say that and all of that, but it didn't help anything. I'm just waiting on the training staff. Whatever the training staff says, that's what I'm going. It didn't help anything. I'm I was concerned. I'm concerned now because it's like okay, all they asked you were if Week One started today, do you feel like you're ready to play? And your answer is I'm gonna just leave that up to the training staff. Do you feel ready to play? Yes or no. If you feel ready to play, then you're gonna leave it on the training staff, right? Like it's a simple answer to me, right? Either. And I think here's the thing. I'm good to go now. This is all he had to say to me. I'm good to go now. We'll see what the weeks bring. I'm leaving that up to the training staff. That's a completely different answer than I'ma just leave that up to the training staff. Hey man, you how do you feel? I'ma just leave that up to the training staff. What? Like now I'm now I'm sitting here worried about are you good? <laughs> uh question Pat, what's your thoughts on undrafted the Free Agent? Linebacker Micah Bakersville. He's been making a lot of plays at camp. Could potentially be this year's version of Jack Samuel. I like it. I love the depth. Uh, I, I, I like that, you know, the Bears are finding these guys that we can look at every year and say they might have a diamond in the rough in the two years that we have here. Uh, that this guy might be able to play himself into a position. Bakersville has made some really nice plays at camp. I believe he had, let me check here on uh, the NFL site here, but I believe he had uh two tackles on the day let me look here oh I'm sorry I tweet five total tackles on the day three solo two assisted and a sack he's making a name for himself and he's going out there and he's doing it he's playing Matt Eberflew said this when I when I asked him you know the question in the press conference he said when you know what you're doing you can go out there and play fast when you can go out there and play fast and you know what position you're supposed to be in, you can go out there and make plays. And to me, that's that's huge. And I think that he's a guy that could do that. He's a guy that could just go out there and be somebody who makes plays. And I love to see that because he seems to put himself in good positions every time. Uh, Trevor Rogers says, does Travis Gibson have a spot on this roster? I believe he does. I believe he does. I Listen, don't believe the depth chart. Jason McKee told me this when, when we were on the post-post game show. Don't believe the, the depth chart. Those unofficial depth charts that you see coming into the they mean nothing. We can sit there. I'll make a video about them. I'll talk to you guys about them. We can talk. But, like, don't believe – because here's the thing. Bayless Jones dropped the punt. We thought he was going to be off the depth chart. He got first-team reps on punt return today. They're not giving him up. And with how this Bears team is going to run this defense, I keep saying this. I need you all to really understand this. They're going to run hockey lineups on that defensive line. They want fresh bodies because they want to keep seeing these guys go at full speed. And so you're going to see multiple times where it's going to be, all right, hey, Let's go. Swap it out. Come on. Get in. Get out. Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, Travis Gibson. Those guys are going to be guys that are going to be on the team. And for me, right, like I like that. I like that you're keeping fresh bodies on the field. You're keeping that depth on the field. You're keeping guys out there who aren't sitting there gasping for air, trying to make it work. And what you're also doing is putting the off the other offense in a, in a position where, hey, listen, y'all got to play. Hurry up. Y'all going to beat us in hurry up. Y'all got to go. You have to go out there and, and play fast because if you don't, we're going to get ourselves reset up in here. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think Travis Gibson is going to have a spot on uh, uh, the the roster. Um, and I think that he's going to be able to make an impact this season. I really do. Um, but hey man, I appreciate y'all. We got three minutes left. We still got three minutes left. Let's keep the questions going. I ain't gonna cut it short. I said I'm gonna go for 10 minutes on this. Uh let's keep it going. Let me see some of the other questions that we got up in here. Uh-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. uh, I was trying to see if it was anybody new that asked, but I will right, we'll get up in there. Oh, here we go. Mike Davidson in the building. You think they'll let Veliss get some kick return attempts, or are they just keeping him at punt return? I think they're trying to find a role for him. They're trying to find something that he can do that nobody else can do. Problem is, he can't do it either. And we had this discussion yesterday on the show. Um, He's ahead of no one on the depth chart. No one. I I can go through every wide receiver on this list. I can go through some running backs. I can go through kick. Like, he's ahead of no one on on this depth chart. And so they're trying to find somewhere to put him where it justifies keeping him on the roster because he's ahead of somebody at something. He's not going to be ahead of anybody at kick returns. He's just not. You can get ahead of somebody at punt return, maybe, because the people that are keep the people that are bringing punts back. talking about Dante Pettis and then DJ Moore. DJ Moore is not returning punts, so I think they're trying to keep them in there. They're trying to, they're, they're trying to force him into a role and see if he can adapt himself to it. And he's just got to make the play. I wanted to shoot him bail. I really did. I said he's never done this before. That's the argument that I've been using. You know, he's never been in this position before, and the Bears are forcing him into this position. Lance Briggs looked at me and said, Pat, listen, if I told you, if I told you that you could return punts in the NFL, would you be great at it? I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, going to work my butt off to make sure I'm great at it. I'm going to work my butt off to make sure that when the rush is coming at me, I know what to do in those situations. He said, and we're not seeing that from him. As a punt returner, that's what they're asking you to do. I'm giving you an opportunity to be on an NFL roster. And I, I can't say nothing to that. I can't say nothing to that. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's. I hope for the best for Velas. I really do, but I y- y- he makes me nervous. He's gonna get all the opportunity they can give him. They're gonna give him the rope. I told you they're not gonna cut him today. They're not. They weren't gonna. They were never gonna cut him today. I believe there's only one major cutdown day now, right? Like it's August 27th, I believe is the big cutdown day, and you go from 90 to 97 to 53 all in one day. There's not like these waves of cutdowns. He might make it. But you got you you put yourself really, really behind the eight ball. Um, Coach Hambless says, are we fighting for a wild card spot this year? You know what? I do think the Bears will be. I do think that the Bears will be fighting for a wild card spot. I do think that the Bears will be competing for a wild card spot. Um, now, whether that means by the end of the season we're still in it, that I don't know. But I think that the Bears will be a team that's around seven, eight wins. And I don't think that the NFC North is going to be that competitive. I think the Lions might get 10. And after that, everybody else can get seven. So I think they will be in the in competition for it. And I hope that we see it because I'm excited about what's coming this season. And I think a lot of people are excited about what's coming this season. So, But, hey, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Uh, we we gonna be covering of course uh joint practice we will be live calling the game this saturday so stay tuned in us in with us for that there's no post post game show this saturday because they were like there's no point in having y'all stay here till two in the morning for a preseason game uh but we will be doing a post game show over on the breeze as well after the live call just us kind of breaking it down and giving our final thoughts on the game but live call going Saturday at seven Bears Colts, Anthony Richardson versus Justin, Justin Fields. Tune in with us on that. As always, your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispie sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich All day.